What's up in the legal tech world? Find out in the Lex Factor briefs. Quick hits on the latest happenings in the industry and discussion from your Lex Factor hosts around their potential impacts on business. Feed your brain and empower your firm at the same time. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of the Lex Factor Briefs. It's your host, Lauren, here. And Brad, your co host. Yay. Thank you. I even get I'm the, the clap. I'm the only one that can clap this time. I since even we get don't... the clap on the briefs. Oh, if nobody can hear, sorry. Let me get closer to the microphone. Thank you for that, Lauren. I um, appreciate it. There's not two people clapping for you this time, there's so only mine one. has to be a little bit more robust. I felt it. I, yeah? c- I felt the warmth. You felt, that, you, you felt the vibration from the clap? I did. Okay. It was nice. All right, let's, let's get down to business here. Absolutely. What article are we talking about today, Lauren? Well, Brad, I'm glad you asked. Yeah, so I was reading an article on law.com, Seven Easy Ways to Fail at Tech Adoption. Yes. So, and I was thinking about it, and, you know, we work in a technology company, obviously, so tech is all around us. But even just thinking about using new technology that has been adopted at your place of business and learning it is hard enough. I can't imagine actually starting fresh, whether you're not using any technology or whether you're switching technology at your firm, how much really goes into that, how much goes into the back end, the planning, the implementation, the maintenance, all that stuff. So the article lists out seven steps obviously, as I mentioned, through the title. But I really wanted to talk through those with you. And um, you obviously being a tech guy, I thought you could provide some really good input here. So the first one was really testing at the wrong time. That's one easy way that you can fail at adopting tech. And it was more about, you know, you're busy with other initiatives. Maybe you're planning for your fiscal Fiscal 2021, setting goals, setting revenue goals, setting, you know, expansion goals, but you're implementing that technology at a time where you don't truly have the time and the patience and the resources to put towards it. Right. Well, and I, and I certainly don't want to jump ahead, but it, I'll put this out there. Technology adoption and moving in a new direction really has not much to do with the technology piece of it mm. and all about the people. So you're absolutely right from a testing perspective for their first point. One of the things that quickly comes to my mind is all of the items that you said could be going on. But more importantly, you have to have the right people to test. And this is a point that most people forget is this is your first impression of the new technology to your people. So I know it's just testing and a lot of people think about that, but this is what they're going, this is their very first impression. This is what they're going to remember. Mm-hmm. And so you have to get it to a point to where they understand what they're testing for, the right people, what's in it for them, why is this software, hardware, whatever it is, so important to them, and then make sure it's at the exact right time mm-hmm. that you kind of feel that that area out that says it's ready for testing, ready for that impression, or do they not have enough time on their hands? You have to dedicate the time to yeah. it, but it's got to make the right impression. Okay. So how do you determine when the right time is? Like there's always stuff going on in the world. It's always crazy. You always have tons of work coming in, tons of clients. When is the right time to do something like that? That's how do you a, identify that? That's a great question. Is there an answer? There is no. an answer. <laughs> I, I'll do my best at answering, I should okay. say. Thank you. But it's really, you always have that owner of the, the software or the hard, whatever you're trying to implement from a technology perspective, you have that individual owner. You have that individual, if done correctly, that knows the end result and the goals, mm-hmm. right? Especially if you're changing over to a new technology, they're used to the old technology and the benefits that it would bring. 
what you do is you kind of gauge what makes their job easier and when is that newer technology able to replace that older technology at least in some benefits, enough mm-hmm. to get that positive impression, okay. and then they start to go test it. So you can't have them testing as soon as you turn it on. It's not going to have the functionality they want. Yeah. What you got to do is kind of weigh it against what they're used to and what's in it for them and the benefit it's going to bring, and then you dive in to test it. The closer that – we're not talking about software development testing. You know, that's different. You're bringing a technology into your firm yeah. that is supposed to be ready for the outside. So you have to get that to a point that is ready for them to understand how to use the product. So it should be, you know, stable. It should be ready, have the functionality workflows built into it. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying you wait to the last minute. What I'm saying is you just get it to that point to where they'll recognize it and can take them to the next level. Perfect. And that's that's hard to do, but you have to have somebody engaged in that implementation that really understands that. Oh, yeah. And I think a really good example, say, you know, your your fiscal is a calendar year. It's October, November, and you're like, hey, let's, let's start using QuickBooks or some other accounting software. Let's do it right now. Yet, <laughs> all the... Okay, don't In laugh. the next two weeks. <laughs> no. This is not about us. So let, let's adopt QuickBooks. You know, there's two months left in the year. Hey, even though all of our year-end reporting is due right now, it's a great time to adopt an accounting software. No, that probably doesn't make sense for your firm. You probably want to wait until, you know, maybe Q2 when everything's reconciled. You got the year done. You're starting fresh. All your reports are turned in. Your accountant mm-hmm. has all their information. Yeah, if you can plan it. Definitely. By a fiscal, understanding your workload, when time is available, that's always important. But like you said, Lauren, there's so many times when, you know, you just never get that break. So you try to work it in. Yeah. And when that occurs, what you have to do is really spend that time and understand prioritization. Where can I dedicate time to this, even if it's just for an hour, even Mm -hmm. if it's just for two hours, whatever that is. Yeah. So So number two in the article was. Ooh, number two. Number two. I know, right? We have have five more to go after this. Sorry. No. Um, So failure to plan. How do you, and and you, like I said, I love that you're this tech guy and I can always just leverage you because I am not a tech person, but how do you even plan for something like this? We talked a little bit about it with number one, but how do you, how do you plan to completely mess up every known operation that you have to some extent? Right. Well, the key is we don't want to mess up every known operation. No. (laughs) Absolutely not. I was trying to make it relatable, but yeah, that, that, (laughs) when you implement new software, hardware, whatever it is, you're not messing up your day-to-day operations. You're making it better ultimately. So, uh, let's talk about the planning overall. Uh, what you're really looking to do is understand what you're trying to achieve. That's the most important thing. So when you're planning it, Let's let's step away from the technology. What do I want from this? What do you want your people to get from this? And how much time do you think it's going to take in order to do this? Mm-hmm. Okay. Once you get those going in the right direction and understand those aspects, you could fit that into your calendar year and really start to implement based upon that plan. A key in your planning is really from a process perspective, understanding how you want to achieve it. So many times people try to implement something and expect the tool to define. Mm. And what you need to do is what do you want from the tool? Pick the tool that meets your needs and then really work with it to achieve that next level. And that's part of the planning that I think is missed a lot of times. They think, 
oh, I need to plan it. Yeah. It's going to end on this This is what the tool day. does. This, this is, is what, what right. I have to use. But you have, have to, to do it. more than that. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so number three on the list was no communications. And I mean, think about it. You're implementing this new software, hardware. You don't properly tell the people that work for you. You that know, to surprise work. one day you wake up and I have to use this <laughs> new <Surprise>. software. <laughs> I know, surprise. Everything you've known is changing. And oh, we forgot to tell you. Or, you know, maybe they did tell you, but they didn't tell you why we're doing it, how it's going to benefit you, how it's going to benefit your department, your processes, or the firm as a whole. So it's not just, hey, guys, as of November 1st, we're switching to this. It's, hey, guys, let's all get together, talk through this. This is what's going to happen. Obviously, we're going to give you ample time, hopefully, before it happens. This is why we're doing it. This is how it's going to affect you. This is how it's going to benefit you, the firm, your department, your operations, whatever it is. You know, it's that over-communication. Right. Absolutely. I mean, imagine if if you walked into work one day and, hey, guys, we're going to use this new e-filing system. Go ahead and start submitting these documents. Oh, OK. Um, um, how do I do it? Where do I do it? How do I log in? Why were we doing it? What was wrong with the last one? And then you're stuck dealing with managing all your employees. And, you know, that's going to take more time than it would have just to communicate from the get go. Right. So number four is seeking perfection. I think we all think that there's there's this answer out there and this software, this hardware, whatever it is we're adopting is going to give us everything we need. Um, is your wife perfect? <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's a terrible question. That is. Okay, no one on is spot. perfect. Okay, let's be honest. No one is perfect. Nothing is perfect. So why would we expect that there's one thing out there that's going to solve every single answer that we need, every single right. problem that we have? But, I mean, Brad, how, how close to perfect have you ever come to finding some sort of technology that you wanted to adopt for your place of work? Yeah, I, I don't think perfect is achievable. No. And I think the crux of it or what the article is really getting into is a lot of times people get excited about newer technology, or at least I like to think yeah. they do. Or certain features. Right, certain features. And then they get, you know, the the tool can do this, the tool can do this, and you start building. The key to a successful implementation is a phased approach. It's really rolling it out, getting people used to it, then you continuously add on. If you try to build it all at once in a lot of cases, that's where you're going to come in and fail. So don't shoot for that end result, but grow into it and really get the success over a period of time. Mm -hmm. And I think that's important. Yeah, totally agree. So number five in the article was unengaged users. And I think this one really goes back to the, the no communication or that failure to communicate when you're adopting new technology. You know, you spend all this money bringing something into the firm. You spend all this time training people, getting them up to speed on how to use it. And then you just, you forget about it. Right. You know what I mean? And people are like, okay, I thought this was this, this big, new, awesome piece of technology and it was going to change the way that we operate. Now I haven't heard another word about it. I'm just supposed to go in, log in every day, use it and be done with it. You know, uh, you never tell me when there's updates. I don't know when cool new features are launched, but it's going to kind of like, you know, when Sarah was on the show and we talked about engaging your employees, you know, it's also engaging your employees with the tools that they have at hand right. every day. Exactly. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. So number six, we had looking back and not looking forward. So this one is pretty deep. Right. Um, but I can feel it. <laughs> 
Brad, you got to look forward. Always. You know, let go of the past and move forward. But that's really that's really what they're talking about here, too. And again, circling back to explaining the benefits. You know, this is not who our firm is anymore. This is where we're going. This is who we want to be. And this is how this piece of technology is going to get us there. Right. You know, I, I just recently wrote an article about this, about a key to get engagement is not to talk about, uh, you know, the past but talk about where you're going to be mm. and what can you do to get there instead of exactly how have you always done it. Yeah. And that's important for an engaged work staff to adapt new technology. Yeah. I mean, that's a that's a good point for life in general. Like, get people excited. This is who we could be. This is who our firm could be. This is where we could go. These are the type of clients that we could right. bring in. And yeah, that's, that's so yeah, get people passionate. And so the last thing in the article, the last point was thinking it's easy. So um, I've mentioned it before. I'm not super techie. So the thought of actually implement, finding, implementing, training, learning a new technology when I'm used to something, it's kind of scary. And let's be honest, technology isn't always going to be easy, but that's why you have, you have, you know, whoever, whoever is providing the software for you, say we're working with software, they have ample training programs. You have staff and house to help learn and train and answer questions. But, you know, it's not going to be easy. Just like it's not going to be perfect, it, it's not going to be totally easy. There's going to be things that you're going to have to learn, but you should have access to the tools that are going to make it, quote unquote, easy to adopt right. this technology. One thing I want to point out is, you, you know, you just completed the list of the seven. Every, seven deadly sins. No, the no, seven, the, the seven, <laughs> the <laughs> list of the seven items. But did you notice that really none of them spoke about technology? It was about communications. It yeah. was about the people. So when I when you talk about, you know, is it easy to implement technology? The most difficult part, or at least I feel, is changing the hearts and minds of the people that are going to mm-hmm. do the technology to get ready for it. And a lot of people don't feel comfortable in that operational management or that change management that's needed in an organization to adopt a new tool. Yeah. And, you know, there are places that can help you with that. But really getting that your staff and those the people that you work with around you, understanding the direction and where you want to go and all getting on the same page is what's going to make that technology adoption much, much easier. Yeah. So it's really more about that. That's a great point. That like you really opened my eyes with that. It, it's not the technology. And yes, you know, maybe you're not super great with technology and it's kind of your first go around. So you may have some issues, some concerns, but it's more about having the right people on your team to help, having the operations, finding the right partner. Um, it's not the technology itself. It, it's all the resources and the tools around you. And it goes back to, it yeah, a mm-hmm. lot of the conversations we've had, which is making sure you have the right team in place, the right operations operations, uh, the right people, you know? So important. That's what makes a difference. Yeah. So I feel like today's episode actually got really deep. We were talking about (laughs) adopting technology, but I feel like it's just an episode about life. It is. You know? Everything is about life. Technology is life. Life is technology. (laughs) So the Lex Factor is not just about the legal world. It's It is about life. It's improving your life, right? It is. Every step (laughs) of the way. We're here with you. All right, Brad. Well, thank you so much. It was lovely talking to you as usual. And everybody, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Lex Factor Briefs. And we will talk to you next time. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Lex Factor. Lexicon takes care of business so you can take care of law. Learn how to build a better practice at lexiconservices.com.